Hello, I'm Mercedes. And I'm Tash, and you're listening to episode 94 of Chat Disney. to another episode of the Chat Disney podcast and the final one of 2020. And I feel like saying thank God as well that it is the end of 2020 because hopefully things can only get better next year. Of course, today we are going to be doing a recap on all of the good stuff that happened with Disney throughout 2020 and trying to avoid focusing on the negatives. We will also be finishing the episode with a special round of Ohana. But before we get into that, let's have a little look at what has been happening in the world of Disney this week. So very exciting news for any dog lovers out there, myself included. The Disney Dog Spirit jersey is now available on Shop Disney. Of course, as per usual, this is not available in the UK. I do think it looks a little bit like a pyjama top for a spirit jersey, but it's that kind of print that you see, you know, the Disney dog range. They also do a Disney cat range. So definitely worth checking out if you are a dog lover. Yeah, I've seen this one and I really like it. I think it's really cute indeed. Having a look at the world of movies, Johnny Depp has been dropped from the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. This has been confirmed from Disney following the controversy around his relationship with Amber Heard. I will not go into too much detail because it's a pretty negative topic, but definitely have a look online if you want to know more about this. Absolutely. And very exciting. A few weeks ago, we did already know that Amy Adams would be reprising her role of Giselle for the Enchanted sequel, Disenchanted. And Disney have now confirmed that Patrick Dempsey will also be returning in the role of Robert. Thank God. I'm very, very excited about this. I really hope that James Marsden and Idina Menzel are confirmed as well. I, I hope that we have the full cast for that film. I'm, I'm so excited for it. I really, really am. Heading over to Star Wars, The Book of Boba Fett has been confirmed. It is coming to Disney Plus in December 2021. And we've also had confirmation that it's not The Mandalorian Season 3. The Book of Boba Fett is going to be its own spin-off set in the Star Wars franchise galaxy world it's going to be set in the same timeline as the mandalorian and of course boba fett has become something of a cult icon over the years so lots of star wars fans are really really excited about this and it's kind of timely i guess in a really sad and dark sort of way that the original actor that played boba fett in star wars jeremy bullock died aged 75 last week so this is really really tragic but you know it's almost like Boba Fett's kind of gone full circle Indeed. And some Disneyland news for you today as well. So Snow White's Scary Adventures has obviously been in the park since the day it opened. They announced in 2019 that it would be getting a bit of a renovation and they have now leaked some footage of what this renovation looks like, including the fact that they have changed the name. So it's no longer Snow White's Scary Adventures, but Snow White's Enchanted Wish. I'm not too crazy about the name myself, but there we go. And in other Disneyland news as well, Disneyland recently, on December 21st, did run a food bank for former and current Disneyland employees who have been impacted by the pandemic, you know, if they've been furloughed or for job losses, which I think is a really, really positive move for them. Yeah, really nice for Disney to do that. Heading over, finally, final bit of news today to a park much closer to home, 
Disneyland Paris. We have finally had some news and some updates that can be expected to the European Disney Park. We've had a little bit of insight into the Cars attraction, which is going to be taking over the studio backlot tour. There's a nice image of a Dynaco truck setting on fire instead of the red truck that used to be there. Very surprised Pixar signed that one off, but there we are. We've also had a little bit of insight into Disney Junior Dream Factory, which is a new show that's going to be coming to Walt Disney Studios. More concept art has been released for Hotel New York, The Art of Marvel, which is due to open in 2021 so a complete reskin rehash rebrand of hotel new york which was one of my personal favorite disneyland paris hotels and finally and potentially good potentially disappointing depending on how you feel about this the disneyland paris castle is being renovated it's being decorated fans speculate that this is for the 30th anniversary which is going to be in 2022 so if you do visit Disneyland Paris and you make it to that park next year unfortunately you will not see the castle there will be scaffolding obstructing it it will have an image of the castle on the scaffolding but it won't quite be the same thing I love the Disneyland Paris castle it's my favorite castle of all of the castles around the world and I really hope that we don't see a paint job similar to the Florida one that was released earlier this year. Oh, me too. I was not a big fan of that. So fingers crossed, Disneyland Paris, keep it nice and tasteful and subtle changes only. Absolutely. And that's about everything that has been happening in the world of Disney this week. We are now going to head into the main part of the episode. A little recap on this year. A lot of negative stuff has happened this year. We are going to try and not dwell on that too much for the purpose of this podcast. We like to keep things light and happy, obviously, as well. You know, we want to end the year on a good note. So we're going to try and look back at some of the more positive things that have happened with Disney this year. So why not start off with January and something very, very positive that happened, well, for you and I, Mercedes, and our trip to Disneyland Paris. Oh, that trip was so magical. And it's almost so difficult to believe that it was in 2020. It feels like a million years ago when times were simpler and Disney parks had fireworks and meet and greets and no face coverings. If you've not had a listen to the episodes that we put out in January of this year, please go back and have a listen to them. They're some of my favorite episodes that Tash and I have ever created together. I think we dedicated a grand total of four episodes to that Disneyland Paris trip because that's just how excited we were about it so as I say go back have a listen we did lots of planning episodes as well to really help us prepare for that trip so yeah definitely if you're planning a Disneyland Paris 2021 trip and you want to get into the spirit of things go back give it a listen and Tash I want to ask you what was your highlight from that Disneyland Paris trip this year? Oh, very good question. I mean, I'm just so grateful that we got to have that trip at all, because obviously, you know, it was my first trip back to Paris in about 12 years. And the fact that we got to go together, it was just such an amazing weekend. But I think my ultimate highlight probably has to be the brunch, the Sunday brunch at Inventions was just amazing and something that I would love to do again should I get the opportunity to go back anytime soon should the inventions brunch run in that form at some point in the future. 
Absolutely. And I think similarly to you, my highlight from that trip was another character meal, but not one that we actually attended ourselves. We were walking past Cafe Mickey and we have retold this story on the podcast before. But for those of you that are perhaps new listeners or haven't listened to that episode, essentially we watched a lot of tomfoolery take place in Cafe Mickey. We saw Goofy get stuck in a high chair. Eeyore also got stuck in a high chair. And um, at one point, I think they all kind of made a bit of a pile up on top of a cast member Mickey Goofy Eel they were completely messing around and it was absolutely hysterical I mean yeah when you think about things like that like it was all just so off the cuff and they completely played up to us because they knew we were there watching it loving life and I think that those sort of moments they're kind of the moments that really make a trip magical not you know I love meet and greets I love going on the rides I love the food but it is all about those kind of spontaneous little things that happen that really sort of bring that magic. I completely agree with you. And I think that, you know, I was listening to the 37 Disney Street Disneyland Paris show earlier this week. And I was listening to the news and they touched upon some of the things that we spoke about today. And one of them was the idea of the castle being covered in scaffolding. And I really resonated. They spoke about this in a lot of detail and it kind of made me think of my California trip in 2019, obviously my first trip to that park. And I was devastated that the castle was going to be covered up and I wouldn't get to see it. And they said on the 37 Disney Street podcast, it really resonated with me. When you hear something like that, especially if it's your first trip, you're devastated. Because when you have this expectation of what a Disney trip is going to be, a castle photo is one of the main things that you want to take away from that. And you think, oh, you know, how awful. I'm not going to see the castle. You know, this really iconic Disney landmark. But actually, how much of your trip is the castle? It's one quick photo and then you're off. There are so many other things to see and do. And I think you've put that beautifully, Tash. It's these unexpected moments that really exceed the expectations that you have of a Disney trip. They're completely unpredictable and, you know, they're memories that will last a lifetime and they're so unique to you, you know? Everyone can say they've got a castle photo. Everyone can say they watched the parade, watched the fireworks. Not everyone can say they saw Goofy get stuck in a high chair in Cafe Mickey. No, they cannot. That is a very, very true observation. (laughs) It is indeed. So yeah, I mean, that was January. That was pretty life-changing. But but talking about big sort of life changes and life goals, what happened in February of this year, Tash? So in February as well, February was an excellent month for me. The first couple of months of this year were just... I was on such a high. We had that trip. And then in February, I finally made it to Walt Disney World. So it was my first time there, my last Disney park. As you may know, if you've listened to this podcast since then, we did do a couple of episodes about my trip back then. So please also do go back and listen to those. But again, that is a trip that I have been mentally planning in my head for years and years and years. And again, when we actually booked it, a lot of planning went into it. I don't think I've ever planned a trip so much as I did plan this one. And again, it was just everything that I wanted it to be. There were some things that I would change next time, obviously, like staying on site. We stayed off site this year. But yeah, it was just an incredible experience and I'm so so grateful that I got to do that this year and it means that you have visited every Disney park around the world and it does mean that so yeah I ticked off a big life goal this year which I'm really happy about so I can't be too bitter about this year 
Absolutely. Some really amazing things happened this year. And for myself in February, and again, this is crazy to me that this was in 2020, but myself and Grumpy had our engagement party. So we were able to celebrate our engagement with all of our friends and family. And it's crazy to me that we did that. We had over 80 guests at Grumpy's parents' house all together celebrating. And at that point, even in February, you know, there were lots of topic of conversation, obviously, as friends and family do, they talk about things, politics, news, whatever. And COVID just wasn't even on the table at that point. And that was a month before lockdown. So it's it's crazy how everything escalated. Yeah, completely. And I mean, it's so great, again, that you got to have that party. In terms of other things that happened in Disney that month, again, probably, I think one of the biggest bits of news to happen this year, Bob Iger stepped down as CEO and was replaced by Bob Chapek. That was a pretty big thing to happen in February. Yeah. And do you know what's really spooky? I was listening to our 2019 year in review earlier this week to prepare for today's episode. And it's quite eerie when you listen back because we kind of predicted a few really big things. And we spoke about Bob Iger a lot in that episode and the amazing achievements that he has had in his career. And obviously the announcement that Disney were creating this amazing streaming service, Disney Plus, and the purchase of Fox and everything that that meant. Hulu obviously was going to become a part of the Disney universe. And something that we said last year was where can he go next? What can he possibly do next? And I feel like we preempted his retirement in a way. It was, you know, he really did stretch himself as much as he possibly could, I feel. And he ended on such a high in that role. There was really nothing more that he could do. No, I completely forgot that we spoke about him in so much detail, like this time last year. I mean, that has absolutely flown by for one. But God, I feel a little bit guilty that maybe we jinxed it. <laughs> yeah, maybe he was listening to Chat Disney and he thought, Do you know what? Those random girls from Brighton in the United Kingdom, they're right. There's nothing more I can do. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> oh, wow. So that was February. That was February. And then moving on to March, this is when things all went a little bit south in, in the world. So a couple of things in terms of Disney still happened. We had Onward, the release of Onward, obviously had quite a short run at the cinema. We also had, of course, the long-awaited Disney Plus was finally in the UK. Obviously, it came to America and some other countries, Canada, etc., in November of 2019. But we had to wait until March this year to get it. And it couldn't have come at a more welcome time, I would say. Oh, hugely. It launched like the week before the British lockdown. It was the perfect thing to help get us through that really, really difficult time. And again, similarly to the Bob Iger prediction that we made at the end of last year, we spoke a lot about Disney Plus. Obviously, as Tasha's just said, Disney Plus launched officially in 2019 for lots of countries around the world. And something that I was really fascinated by I'm really excited to kind of see how Disney would approach was this idea of content landing week by week. And a question that I kind of posed for 2020 was, what's that going to look like in the UK? They can't possibly give us The Mandalorian, you know, five months after the rest of the world and release it week by week. That would just be so unfair and unjust. But they did it. I know, I know. I mean, there we go. They did it. 
Yeah, they did, they did. Which I think, you know, I actually quite agree with that decision. I mean, it is difficult in terms of spoilers and things like that, but I think it is quite nice to have a series to look forward to. You know, we're so used to binge watching everything these days. I actually think it's nice to kind of do a slow release. I completely disagree with you. It's money making. So with something like The Crown or Stranger Things or any Netflix series, you get it all. You get it. It drops, right? It lands. And I think, and I said this last year, the reason that Disney have done it, because they didn't just do it with The Mandalorian. They did it with High School Musical, the musical, the series. They did it with the Imagineering series. The reason they did it is because they didn't want people signing up for a week's free trial, watching everything and then cancelling the subscription. It was purely driven by greed. Well, we know that as well, because later on in the year, when they did a very big release to Disney+, Plus, they completely got rid of the free trial. So we know that it's very much a money-making scheme. Absolutely. In terms of Disney+, Plus, I mean, again, we spoke about Disney+, Plus in great detail last year. One of the things that I know I was looking most forward to was the Lizzie McGuire reboot that they were meant to do. And of course... They did announce a little while ago that they weren't doing it. And again, it has been confirmed this week that there is no way that it's been completely shelved. They're not doing it at all because Disney don't want to show, you know, grown up Lizzie McGuire, how she would really be as an adult. They want to keep it very family friendly Disney Plus and Hilary Duff didn't agree with that and said, if we're going to do it, I want people to see her, how she would be as, you know, a 30 year old woman. And so I think they could just never come to an agreement with it. So that got completely shelved, which I think is a great shame. But some other things that I've really enjoyed on Disney Plus this year, obviously, you know, The Mandalorian, which we've spoken about, the Imagineering series was a great one for me. There's been a lot of things, but I think as well, just having access to everything 24-7 has been such a godsend. Definitely. Over the Christmas period, you cannot get better Disney content or Christmas content than what we have on Disney Plus right now. Netflix is very limited. I think there's the Benedict Cumberbatch version of The Grinch, and that's about it. I can't find the Jim Carrey Grinch or Elf on any streaming service. I think you can pay for them on Amazon Prime, but that's about it. You go over to Disney Plus, you've got the Muppets Christmas Carol, you've got the Mickey's Christmas Carol, you've got all of the Home Alone movies, you've got Noel. There's so much Christmas content on there. I feel very spoiled for choice. Completely agree with you, Tash. I'm really enjoying On Point right now, which is kind of Christmassy. It's about the School of American Ballet, who are almost like a feeder school for the New York City Ballet Company. Really, really interesting. It follows the lives of these young dancers, aspiring professional dancers. And then the whole series, it's only six episodes. It finishes with a performance of the Nutcracker in New York for New York City Ballet. Obviously, the Nutcracker being a very famous Christmas ballet. It's so special. I've cried a few times watching the episodes and I highly recommend On Point if you're looking for some new Disney Plus content. I haven't watched this yet, but I'm planning to watch it maybe in that period between, you know, Christmas and New Year where you don't really know what day it is. You need a lot of things to watch. I'll probably watch it then. Yeah, I highly, highly recommend it. And something else that I wanted to touch upon as well, just while we're kind of talking about Disney Plus, obviously, yeah, one of the biggest things to happen for Disney in 2020 in the UK, certainly, is the Disney Channel. And again, I don't want to say I'm psychic, but I think I might be psychic, or at least I know the Walt Disney Company very, very well. Something that I said last year in our year review 
was that I think the Disney Channel will be axed in the UK. And you were like, they can't do that. It's a rite of passage. And I was like, why on earth would they pay Sky when they can just have the content? And I, I, I think I said, I think there'll be new Disney Channel content, but it will just go on Disney+. Plus. And you were like, if they do that, I'm going to be so cross. Disney Channel is so important. And I was like, same, but I really think they're going to cancel it. And I was right. Oh, there you go. You called it. I did. And I'm, I'm again, it's money making. It infuriates me. I love the Disney Channel. But it doesn't make sense to have two platforms no. at all. So No, it doesn't. I can understand that decision. It's still sad, though. Oh, God, it's very sad. It's completely the end of an era. I remember in the 90s when they axed the presenters on Disney Channel. So it went completely like cable. So Disney Channel and lots of our listeners that are similar age will probably remember it used to be in a studio and there was like four presenters that would alternate kind of CBB style. And yeah, they used to introduce the shows and there'd be competitions and quizzes. And I remember the day that they got rid of the studio in London and it all became just like, yeah, just cable. And I was really upset that day. Table and voiceover and yeah, strange. Very exactly. Strange. But yeah, I think that almost sums up March. Quite a lot happened. And one other thing huge that happened in March was Chat Disney had their first birthday. Yes, we did have our first birthday. Yes, we did indeed. Which again, I can't believe that that is going to come around so soon. I know it will be two really soon. I know. I mean, I still don't know how we managed to come up with new content week on week after nearly two years, but there we go. We do it. We do it. And rather shockingly as well, in March, Toy Story 4 also won the best animated uh, feature film at this year's Oscars. So I think this was a bit of a surprise to a lot of people after Toy Story 4 was met with some quite poor reviews, but there we go. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I I I don't have anything to say about that. Oh, let's move on to April. And something that happened, and I actually don't know if this was March or April, because as we've said already, that was lockdown for us in the UK and the days and months just kind of blurred into this horrible mush. But at some point during lockdown, Tash and I hosted the first and last chat disney quiz so we did a big lockdown quiz and lots of you our lovely listeners joined us we were so happy we raised over a hundred pounds for mind which is a charity that's very very close to both mine and tash's heart especially during lockdown when lots of people were struggling with mental health related issues potentially for the first time in their lives given the the complexity of the year that we have had so we were so touched that so many of you got involved a big shout out to Hugh, Lucy and Bonnie who won the Chat Disney lockdown quiz. We had so much fun and that was one of my personal highlights of the year. Oh, definitely. I mean, again, what a big achievement for us. I'm not trying to blow our own trumpet, but it was so nice to actually put on an event. And I know it's not a physical event. It was very much, you know, an online, not face-to-face event, but such a nice way to kind of, you know, speak to your audience directly and kind of get people together I love that I actually completely forgot that we did that so thank you for reminding me and again definitely one of my highlights for the year as well yeah absolutely that's what I'm here for and it's what you're here for for me to remind each other of our successes exactly and then in terms of sort of April May you know late spring 
I, I don't, in my notes, I don't really have an awful lot that happened. I mean, I know there were new releases to Disney Plus and things like that, but nothing sort of major happened in the world of Disney. No, it was a very dark time, I think, around the world. And we don't want to focus on that. I think there was lots of updates, but all of them negative. Absolutely, yeah. So let's move on to the summer. Things are always a bit brighter in the summer. So June, Mercedes, you had your 29th birthday, your last year of the 20s. I did. And what a way to end your 20s with a pandemic. It felt like my life was over as I approached 29. It's a shame I didn't turn 30 this year, really, because then I could have just pretended like it didn't happen. But there we are. (laughs) And in terms of Disney, again, not a great month for Disney, June, I don't think. No, I don't have any notes for anything positive that happened (laughs) for like the rest of the year now. That was it. See you later. Tune in next week. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of action sort of March. Well, after March, April through to about September, I would say. Of course, in July, Disney did bring Hamilton to Disney Plus, which is what I was referring to earlier. They did completely scrap the free week trial because they knew full and well that so many people were going to sign up just for that one day to watch Hamilton, much awaited, and then completely delete it. So very, very crafty there, Disney. But of course, I feel like the decision to do this has completely skyrocketed Hamilton. Obviously, it was a very, very successful musical anyway. But now if you think about the amount of people that have now seen it because of Disney Plus and I would like to know what it's done in terms of things like, you know, the listening figures on Spotify and things like that. I know I've listened to the soundtrack a lot this year and tickets for the show went on sale last week. I purchased some for next September. So that's one thing that I'm looking forward to next year. Currently, the only thing I'm looking forward to next year. But there we go. Well, not the only thing. We did get some news this year that the Frozen musical that you and I were so excited about has been postponed. <laughs> yes, that is also true. But we have that in, I want to say, July. I want to say July. Yeah, so fingers crossed for theatres and that that can go ahead. Because I think it got postponed once and then twice, as all these shows have. So that is my big, big hope for, well, I have lots of hopes, obviously, for the world and the state of things for next year. But I really do hope that we can get people back into theatres. Oh, me too. Come on, West End. Come on, Broadway. I'm I'm really championing for the opening or the reopening of those venues. I think it's so, so critical for so many people. Did you watch Hamilton? You watched Hamilton on Disney Plus, right? Yes. Was it your first time watching it? It was. And what did you, what did you think? My first time watching it, I was a bit, I was a bit like, oh, okay, not really sure. And then I watched it again. And then I watched it again. And then I listened to the soundtrack like a million times. And now I'm completely obsessed with it. Yeah, it's interesting because it was my first time watching it on Disney Plus as well. And I kind of really ummed and aahed with it because I wanted to see it live. And because of the COVID situation, I kind of thought, well, I might be waiting a long time. So I did give it a watch. And I wasn't immediately gripped with it either. I completely appreciate how clever it is as a musical and I can totally imagine how much more powerful it is when you see it live so I haven't actually revisited it yet on Disney plus I think that like you I'm going to wait for West End to reopen and then definitely go and see it in person yeah definitely I mean I again I say this because I've now watched it but I can only imagine that 
if I hadn't already seen it on Disney Plus, I probably wouldn't enjoy it as much because I feel like you've got to watch it a good couple of times and you've really got to know the soundtrack to understand what on earth is going on because there's so many bits that you'll just miss so I feel I was the same I was skeptical I was like do I want to watch it or do I want to wait until I've seen it on stage but I feel like I will enjoy it so much more on stage now that I love it as a film on Disney plus but I've always said this so you and I always come at this in quite a different way with regards to spoilers and because I did this with Frozen 2 I listened to the soundtrack for Frozen 2 about five times before I went to see it I think that any kind of musical, whether it's on stage or on screen, when you know the music, you enjoy it so much more. And I do it with concerts as well. If I'm going to see an artist, especially if they've got a new album that I haven't listened to, I listen to it again and again and again, because you do get so much more out of an experience when you know the music. Yeah, definitely. I do completely agree with that, um, with you on that as well, when it comes to music and musicals. I guess other things that happened over the summer was we did have parks reopen, obviously Hong Kong, Shanghai, Florida, Paris all reopened over the summer. So, you know, nice opening ceremonies. That was a very positive thing. Obviously, they looked slightly different to the parks as we know and love them with things like social distance and a lack of character meet and greets and things like that. But I think just the very fact that the parks were reopening was such a positive thing in the Disney community. Definitely. The fact that people were able to still have their Disney holidays, huge joy all over the world. Absolutely. And then I guess we move on to September. Yes, September indeed. What happened in September, Tash? Um, What did happen in September? Again, not an awful lot. I guess (laughs) the biggest thing that we had happen in September was the long, long, long awaited live action Mulan was released onto Disney+. Plus. We were obviously meant to get it, I think it was in March in cinemas and then it got postponed and postponed and then they finally announced, you know, stuff it, we'll put it on Disney+. Plus. So Mercedes watched it on release. I did not, as you will know, we very recently watched it or I very recently watched it and we did a Mulan review just a couple of weeks ago. So if you want to hear all our thoughts, do go back and listen to that episode. But after being awaited for so long, it got a very, very poor 5.6 out of I. It's on I. 5.6? I know. How shocking is that? I'm not kidding. Like, I actually don't think. Okay, we're going to do a challenge here now. So I want you, we'll both do this. I want you to think of a Disney film that you think has got lower than 5.6 on IMDb, and I'll do the same. Ooh. That that is good. I'm gonna say, surely something like the Black Cauldron has got to have lower than that. Let's give the Black Cauldron a whirl and pop it into IMDb. 1985's Black Cauldron has got 6.4. No, oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go for Home on the Range. Good one. I still have actually never watched Home on the Range and don't plan to at any point. 2004's Home on the Range has got 5.4. So just slightly worse than Mootlad, which I think... Only slightly, right? Slightly. That's crazy. That does say it all, doesn't it? That is just, wow. I mean, I can't believe that I watched that movie in September. That feels like a really long time ago. I think that possibly because we had the lockdown in November, it just kind of feels like we lost a month this year. Yeah, definitely, completely. But yeah, I mean, 
I don't want to say that that was a particularly positive thing to happen in September. <laughs> it was a thing that happened. It was a thing. It was a thing that <laughs> happened. <laughs> exactly. And when we look at, you know, Walt Disney Studios and what they're producing movie-wise, I'm really excited. We've had this trailer for Raya and the Last Dragon. I'm really looking forward to that. Soul obviously came out this week, Disney Pixar Soul, and we are going to be doing a full movie review of Soul next week. So please do tune in next week to find out what we thought of Soul. So yeah, I mean, there's lots of cool stuff to get excited about with regards to the movies that are coming out in 2021 and onwards. Yeah, definitely. And I guess a lot of stuff has been pushed back from this year as well to next year. So we can only hope that, you know, we're going to be spoiled for choice with releases next year. I guess the other thing to mention as well, I don't know if this was September, but the Cinderella Castle refurb in Walt Disney World, I'm pretty sure that was unveiled in September. I can't remember. It was very recent. And as I touched upon in in the news earlier with regards to the repaint of Disneyland Paris that's going to be happening very soon, this repaint in Walt Disney World of Cinderella Castle was met with great controversy. Lots of fans hate it. I think that the original painting of the castle, the sort of grey and pale blue colour scheme was quite dull. The new colours are certainly very vibrant. I'm not that offended by it, to be completely honest, because I didn't love the original I see I'm offended by the blue I feel like I know what you mean about the colors being quite dull but I feel like they haven't changed the pink they've just changed the blue and it doesn't work I feel like they should have changed both they should have made the whole thing a lot brighter rather than just those blue turrets I agree with you to an extent except previously it wasn't pink though it was like gray right yeah you're right actually it was gray it was all gray so I the pink I like I agree and the gray is yeah the blue is crazy and the gold I feel like they've gone a little bit overboard it's a bit bling yeah I completely agree I'm not a fan anyway but I think that's another thing you know kind of going away from that I think that's another thing to acknowledge with this year as well there have still been obviously a lot of construction work going on at the various Disney parks. And, you know, particularly one good thing about them being closed is it's mean that they've been able to sort of get underway with things. I mean, we've got things like, as we mentioned in the news, the Snow White, Scary Adventures having the refurb, Cosmic Rewind, the Guardians of the Galaxy Coaster that is coming. That is almost done. I think we're getting that quite soon, quite early into next year. The hotels that Mercedes was talking about, again, in the opening, you know, we have seen construction happen on a lot of projects which again holds a lot of excitement for next year massively and the fact that we've done this chat disney podcast every single week this year and we have given you fresh news every single week and it's not always disneyland paris staff have been furloughed hong kong disneyland's closed again you know we've tried as best we can we want to be real with you guys we have told you when you know things have taken a bit of a back step but we have tried as much as we can to keep this podcast positive and feel good because you know in a really difficult situation it's hard enough for us to navigate anyway we also don't want our favorite podcast to become a place of misery and and, you know more gloomy news so the fact that we've been able to week on week give you positive exciting merchandise that's coming from Disney and new trailers and new content shows that the Walt Disney Company are still very much dedicated to creating and inspiring and innovating. Yeah, definitely. And I think it is easy to forget that and just see the negative, but I think it's very important to 
remember all of that as well as you say absolutely um, and then we move on obviously to you know the autumn segment of of the year my favorite segment your favorite segment as well so October, October, your favourite season (laughs) segment. October obviously brought about another Halloween and again, lots of Halloween viewing on Disney+. Plus. But we also got something, you know, after the failure of Mulan in September, we got something that Disney Plus and, you know, particularly Star Wars fans were very, very much looking forward to. Mercedes, what did we get in October? Well, we got season two of the Obi-Wan series. I am joking, that has not come yet. We got season two of The Mandalorian and I am so happy and so blessed and pleased and grateful for The Mandalorian. Please, if you haven't watched the last episode yet and you actually care about The Mandalorian, who are you? But if you are that rare person, please pause the podcast because I am going to talk about some spoilers now. So maybe skip ahead like 20 seconds or something like that. We finally got a name for the child, baby Grogu. Love him. It's so cute. I'm so annoyed. I picked up my pug the day after Grogu's name was announced. I could have still called him Grogu, but I was like, he's learned his name now. I feel bad, but his nickname is Grogu's already because he literally looks like Grogu when he's meditating. When, he, when Grogu's <laughs> meditating, when, when my pug does not meditate. He like, when he's, falling, yeah, when he's falling asleep, he looks like Grogu when Grogu is meditating it's amazing and I have posted it on Instagram because it is uncanny so that's really exciting Boba Fett finally we speculated you know last year when season one was released that Boba Fett would make a cameo appearance in The Mandalorian and I think that fans everywhere are so pleased we've had so many incredible appearances from Star Wars characters love Star Wars characters from the Rebels series from some of the animated Star Wars series Boba Fett obviously not you know I thought Boba Fett might be the icing on the cake But for that last episode, I don't think anyone anticipated that when that baby Grogu needed help and called for a Jedi, who should walk in but Mark Hamill himself, Luke Skywalker. I did not see that coming. I honestly, like literally this time last year when we were talking about 2019 and we were talking about Star Wars, we said the last Skywalker is the last of the Skywalker saga as Disney are now calling it Mark Hamill has said he's put Luke to bed he's never going to do that ever again and he tricked us all and I was actually really annoyed and I know that Hugh from 37 Disney Street is in the same boat as me here so I feel you Hugh Mark Hamill tweeted the day that the Mandalorian the last episode went out like hey seen anything good on tv recently and obviously the internet blew up and i saw a bloody spoiler and i knew that it was going to be luke that came and rescued and i was really annoyed and i was watching it with grumpy and obviously grumpy's a huge star wars fan and i kind of had to live the excitement of it through him so he was like an x-wing and i was like yeah what does that mean like playing dumb he was like is it Luke and I was like no it can't be Luke and then of course you see the lightsaber you see the gammy hand and he was like oh my god it's Luke it's Luke and I was like nah it's not gonna be Luke and obviously it was Luke oh my god what a way to end a fantastic episode and I just I think the question on everybody's lips from the end of season two is what the hell does season three look like does that mean that 
well, there's a few different things that it could mean. Obviously, we could follow Mando's journey without Grogu because Grogu's story is kind of finished now. But really, can we have that series without the baby Yoda? I don't think so. Or, and this is kind of a little bit more worrying and hopefully it doesn't come to this, lots of Star Wars fans have said, okay, so we know that baby Yoda is with Luke. We know that we don't see baby Yoda ever again in the Skywalker saga. And we know that at some point when Luke is training baby Jedis, Kylo Ren goes all Anakin and kills them. So does that mean that Kylo Ren's going to murder Grogu? So let's hope it doesn't come to that. And that is my rant over. I mean, there's nothing I can really add to that. I think you spoke about that with such passion that <laughs> you said it all. I mean, yeah, I, I agree. A great end to, to a season. And where can they go from here? I think that's a very interesting theory. And like you say, I can't imagine the Mandalorian without Baby Yoda. I still can't call him Grogu. It's still Baby Yoda for me. His <laughs> name is the child. But still, I just, I can't. <laughs> Hey, I'm not one of those diehard Mandalorian people that calls Mando Din Dadji. I don't know what his name is. Loads of people are like Din and Grogu. And I'm like, who no. are you talking about? <laughs> Mando and the baby Yoda. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Child, if you fancy. Exactly. But yeah, I think probably safe to say like that's probably been one of the most successful things that's happened to Disney Plus this year. Oh, massively. And as I say, you know, it's really given that Star Wars universe the legs that it needs. We know we're getting the Book of Boba Fett. We know we're getting season three of The Mandalorian. We know that Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen are on board for an Obi-Wan Anakin spin-off. There's so much content that we're going to get there. I'm so excited for more Anakin. Yeah, definitely. Very, very exciting times and a lot of potential for next year as well. And then aside from Halloween, I would say that October again was quite a quiet month. Yeah, it was pretty quiet. So moving on to November, I turned 30. That was a pretty big thing that happened to me this year. Again, not the 30th that I had envisioned I would have when I was thinking about my 30th birthday. We were, of course, in lockdown again, but... Actually, it was quite nice. We made the best of it. My husband surprised me and spoiled me that day. I did a doorstep visit to my granddad because it was his birthday on the same day as well, at a distance, obviously. But yeah, not the birthday that I'd envisioned, but it was fine and I was quite happy with it. So that was a big thing in my life. November also brought out another castle reveal. And it was, of course, the Hong Kong Castle of Magical Dreams. So the new castle that now encaptures or represents all princesses. We spoke about it in a segment of Mad Chatter um, a few weeks ago on this podcast. So if you're interested to hear our thoughts on that, do go back and check it out. I think it was three or four episodes ago. But yeah, I'm quite a big fan of the new castle. It's gone from being, I think, probably the most least overwhelming castle to a very good castle in its own right the most least the most least overwhelming I didn't word that very well did I okay it made me laugh least Um, overwhelming castle yeah Yeah. or the the most underwhelming most underwhelming that there you go I don't care for the castle of magical dreams I much care more I'm doing it now I care way more about your 30th birthday so why don't you tell our lovely listeners the amazing present that your husband surprised you with oh yeah I don't think I spoke about this on this podcast so obviously Benji knows that I am a huge Disney fan obviously he's been married to me 
How does he know that? I know, I know. I don't even know why I thought I needed to specify that. But his father, my father-in-law, also knows that I am a huge Disney fan. And he works, he's not an auctioneer, but he works for an auction company in America. He lives in New York. I don't know his exact job title and really what he does, but part of what he does is going and meeting clients and getting stuff from them to take to auction. So I don't know what the title of that job is, but that's his job. So through him, Benji managed to source an original piece of Mickey Mouse artwork from a short called Puppy Love, which was done, I think it was done before Snow White. I can't remember the year that it was done, but we looked it up. We found the short on YouTube I think we found it on and watched it and it's a very very sweet quite romantic Valentine's Day day-esque short where Mickey is simply taking some Valentine's gifts to Minnie and I've got some artwork I will share a photo of it on Twitter so you can all see and it's Mickey carrying the chocolates to Minnie so an original piece of artwork that I've now got on my wall amazing it's in not its original frame but it's in a very kind of antique frame it does need a bit of a cleanup still we need to do that because obviously it's been many many years that this person has had it for as a collector's item but yeah something that I could never ever have dreamed of getting so I was completely blown away by that so good such an incredible gift to buy for somebody so special for a 30th birthday I was so impressed when you told me and yeah, I wanted to share it with our listeners because I don't think we spoke about it when we spoke about your 30th birthday. We obviously did a whole 30th birthday episode for Tash and we kind of revisited the year of 1990 and what that year looked like for the Walt Disney Company, explored some pretty crazy things that were happening that year, like Mickey's birthday land in Walt Disney World and yeah. Yeah, actually I really enjoyed that episode. I didn't Good. prep for it. It was all done. I'm glad. I'm pleased. And we discovered that The Rescuers Down Under was released on the 16th of November, 1990. We did, and I will never forget that. So me and The Rescuers Down Under, not a great film, but <laughs> it's a Disney film. I wonder if The Rescuers Down Under has more than 5.6 on IMDb. Ooh, interesting. It must, surely. I'm sure. You're going higher. Yeah. Yeah? I'll go lower then, otherwise it will be boring. Let's have a look. Okay, rescuers down under. Let's have a look. It has, it does, it has 6.9. Well done, Tash. 6.9, there we go. That's higher than I would have expected, but... Well, it completely blows Mulan into insignificance. It does completely. And then I guess that kind of brings us up to date, December, Christmas. It does indeed, and I thought... One of the most lovely things that's happened this December, great way to end today's episode, go out on a high, is that we got a new review on the Apple Podcast app. Lovely. I do love our reviews. So this one is titled British Disney, which I think nicely summarises the podcast. And it says, nice to find a new British Disney podcast that's interesting and thought-provoking. Mercedes and Tash certainly do their research. And that is from Bob, who is from the Disney Then and Now Facebook group. Oh, thank you, Bob. I like that Bob said that Mercedes and Tash definitely do their research when I'm like quite notorious for not researching things and just winging them and just making updates and just just saying what I feel. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, it's good to know it seems like we do our research. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we we prepare, but very, very, I wonder if you can tell which episodes are prepared and which are not. Yeah, some are off the cuff, some are not, you'll never know which ones. So I there we go, will. let me get one for you in the future. Yeah, maybe it's really obvious. Maybe it is. Really nice. <laughs> yeah, that about concludes 2020. Obviously, we are moving on to 2021 next year, and we will still be bringing you lots of content every Monday. We're going to kick off the year with a bit of a look at what is happening in 2021 with a close look at Disney Plus in particular, because there have been a lot of announcements of what is happening and what is coming to Disney Plus this year. So we'll be running through some of those in our next episode. Yes, we're going to be doing a big summary of everything that was announced on Investors Day. And as I mentioned earlier today, we're going to be concluding that episode with a film review of Soul. But for today, let's wrap things up as we dive into one of my favourite segments, Ohana. Ohana means family. Family means nobody gets left behind. So today we're going to do something a little bit different. We're doing a bit of a mashup between Ohana, which is the segment where our loved ones, our friends and family, come onto the Chat Disney podcast, and also Snap, which is a new game that Tash and I have been playing recently. So for those of you that are new listeners to the Chat Disney podcast, I think you're going to really enjoy the game. But for today, I am joined by my lovely sister, Morgan. Hi everyone. So Morgan, is this your third time on the podcast? I want to say second. Second time. Okay. And Morgan is obviously home for Christmas now. She's a student. So luckily the restrictions that the UK government have put in place do not apply to her, which is great because I'm very happy that we've got you home for Christmas. Yes, I'm happy to be home. So before we kick in to Snap and start playing that, a couple of Christmas questions for you, Morgan. What would you say is one of your favourite Disney Christmas things to watch? Oh, wow, that's a hard one. Controversial, maybe, but not really. It's a great film, but Frozen gets me in the Christmas spirit because of the cold weather. Yeah, I don't think that's controversial at all. I think that (laughs) both of the Frozen movies and also all of the Olaf all Olaf? Olaf. <laughs> That's because Amber says Olaf. <laughs> Olaf. Shorts are quite yeah. Christmassy, like Once Upon a Snowman, Olaf's Frozen Adventure. Mm-hmm. I think that gets me in spirit because I love the film. Yeah. And the weather. Yeah, I agree. It makes me feel festive. Definitely. And we love Frozen as well because mm-hmm. we say that we are Anna and Elsa. We do. We do indeed. (laughs) Right, so we're going to play Snap now. So the rules are Morgan and I will say a word. It can literally be anything. We're going to try and keep it Disney related today. Obviously, you know, we're on the Chat Disney podcast. (laughs) And the idea is that Morgan and I will say a random word and then we need to come up with a new word that kind of links the words together and keep going until we say the same word. We're going to just get straight into it. It will make sense when you're listening. So... What I'll do, Morgan, is I'll count us in three, two, one, and then we'll both say our word at the same time. Are you Mm -hmm. ready? I am, yep. Okay. (laughs) Three, two, one, green. Okay, I said green, Morgan said princesses. Mm -hmm. You comfortable with that? Yeah. Okay. Three, two, one, Tiana. Tiana. Yay! There we go. (laughs) Okay, should we go again? Because that was quite short. Yeah. Okay, ready? Three, two, one one trees okay morgan said animals and i said trees you ready Mm -hmm. 
Three, two, one. The tree Animal of life. Kingdom. Okay. The Tree of Life and Animal Kingdom. Okay. That's... You ready? Okay, this is going on a whim here, but I'll try it. Okay. Three, <laughs> two, one. Avatar. Carvings. Okay, I was going to go for the carvings on the Tree of Life. That was a nice life. one. I just went straight into Animal Kingdom. Okay, so we've got the carvings on the Tree of Life and we've got Avatar. Okay. Um, that's quite hard. Yeah. Let's just see what happens. Ready? Three, two, one. Safari. Pandora. That was a good one. Okay. So we've got the Safari and Animal Kingdom. We've got Pandora. Yeah. Okay. But they've kind of got something in common. Yeah. Should we go again? <laughs> yeah. Ready? Three, two, one. Orlando. Attractions. Oh. Okay. Okay. This is good. Attractions and Orlando. Mm-hmm. Ready? Three, two, one. Walt Disney, Disney World. Ah, oh, there we go. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, perfect. And this is a really fun game that you guys can play at home. You don't have to make it Disney themed. You could do a Christmas version. You could just do a really generic version to make it really hard. We should play this with our family mm, at Christmas. They're great. They're brain stimulating, I feel. They are. And I think that, yeah, it's definitely easier when you play it with somebody that you kind of have a connection to or think mm-hmm. quite similarly to yeah 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 definitely definitely and on that note we will wish you a merry christmas and hand back over to myself and tash thank you very much merry christmas merry christmas bye, bye. so thank you so much for joining us today for our 2020 wrap-up i've really enjoyed this episode it's actually made me realize that this year although it's been dreadful has not been complete doom and gloom yeah definitely there's some awesome things that disney have given us this year and i'm really excited for 2021 and i hope that i don't listen back to this in a year's time and think you naive girl but i don't think that a year could possibly be worse than this one so i think we all collectively are so excited for the new year bring it on And yeah, if you had any highlights from 2020 that we missed out today from the Walt Disney Company, feel free to get in touch with us. You can send us a tweet at ChatDisneyUK. Or you can find us on Instagram at ChatDisney. And just like Bob, if you too would like to leave us an Apple podcast review, you absolutely can. Just head over to the Apple podcast app and every review that we get makes us so excited. We'll give you a shout out on the show. And by leaving reviews and giving us five star ratings, it means that the podcast is more likely to be seen by more people, which means that we get excited and energized and make amazing content for you all to enjoy. It does indeed. But I guess that's all that is left to say is have a very happy new year. Have a fantastic new year. We hope that you had a really restful Christmas break and we look forward to seeing you in 2021. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye.